0: All right, here we are once again at the kitchen table. You know what time it is. You know who I am, Pastor Bobby D. Hampton. We're here at the kitchen table. And as always, we break it down, chop it up, and put it back together again. I told you that in this month of July, we're going to be focusing on economics, how to handle monies, how to use God's money, and how to become more astute when it comes to economics. And today, I'm so glad to have a guest here who I I call a financial guru, uh, Dr. Thomas Williams. Thomas, will you say hello to the kitchen table audience?
1: How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Hey Amen.
0: Uh, Thomas, if you would, tell us exactly who you are and what do you do?
1: Uh, so my name is Thomas Williams. I am a, a professor of finance at the University of North Texas, uh, a Houston native and a family member, right? So <laughs> uh, I'm from Houston. I had my undergrad in finance from Texas A&M, uh, I got my MBA from Texas Tech. I worked as an investment analyst for Prudential for a few years and then decided I want to go back to school for some reason and went back to taking out my PhD. And then, oh, after that, I uh, got married and had three kids, lived in uh, Missouri, in St. Louis. I was at the University of Missouri there for eight years and I came back four years ago.
0: Okay okay, so Thomas, so you you are well steeped in what we're preparing to talk about my my first question, obvious question, why finance? why did you choose to go down the path of, of majoring and getting educated in finance
1: well, you know that's that's mostly my dad uh, uh-huh. he he from early on, he had me looking at the stock pages and and uh, learning how to read a stock quote. I was always good at math really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just gravitated towards finance. You know, a lot of people switch majors or what they do. I actually stayed pretty consistent throughout. But one of those, I was good at math and I like I like I was interested in knowing more about companies.
0: OK, OK. And stocks okay. and
1: investments. OK. My dad was real big on that.
0: OK. Amen. Amen. So in your being a, a, a professor at a university campus with the students you have that come to you, what are you preparing them for?
1: So, you know, really the biggest thing I would say is to prepare them how to think, you know, to Mm -hmm. think critically, Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. finance, accounting, whatever it is you want to do. What's really important is to get people who can think critically and and convey information to other people who don't talk like them, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. engineers talk a certain way, marketing and management people talk a certain way, finance people. And... The, the skill, you can get anybody to do accounting or finance, but the real skill is getting people, young students to think about an issue really critically, questioning, you know what a firm is doing, what's the future look like? and, and, then, and then move from like chess and kind of move from there. Well what's the next step of that? Right? Right. It's the critical thinking that employers tell us a lot that students uh, that they want. And and yeah. upwardly mobile students.
0: Wow! Wow! To be able to critically think, able to really think through, I like you say, like a chess move, your, your next move, uh, and your counter move. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate. So now, in saying that, um, people are watching now, and, and they're wondering: uh, we, We're going through a pandemic. We, we're trying to kind of dovetail our way out of it. What do you see on the horizon as far as the economy looks?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's somewhat difficult but you know we're assuming the pandemic is not going to come back you know roaring back and what you've seen is that the economy has slowly picked up to back to where it was pre-pandemic and mm-hmm. i think basically you're not going to see a roaring economy right everyone has gotten these checks come september the checks are going to stop yeah. right to a certain <laughs> yeah. degree right yeah yeah so you know so the workforce is going to pick up some, but really what it's working toward is back to where we were before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And we're just about there at this point. And so you're not going to see some huge ex- explosive growth. The other thing that people have to pay attention to is that the economy is changing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mall traffic is going down.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, People's
1: consumption patterns have changed now. More and more people are going to Walmart, not just Amazon, to buy stuff. You can pick up stuff from Walmart, Kroger, H-E-B, right? So mm-hmm. This evolution of how companies are changing after the pandemic, mm-hmm. many of them aren't going to go back.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what does that mean for the the person who's looking to find a job in retail, or they're looking right. to get in a, in a management? What kind of what kind knowing that, that that's what's happening with the economy? What does that mean in terms of the job market?
1: So, right, right if you're in retail, right, that's a tough place to be right now, right? Okay. Um, because Companies are now figuring out like for instance, one of my wife's cousins works for Allstate at a call center. What w- would have been a call center before? Now they just gave her a computer and uh some systems and she does it at home. So now mm. Allstate more a lot of these companies are rethinking like we don't have to have call centers and buildings and all that kind of stuff. We can just do it at home, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you think about it for people like who wanna be stay-at-home parents or or, or homeschool their kids. Yeah. At a certain level now, there's more opportunities uh, because companies are much more open to that now. Right, so right. I, think, I think companies just have to be more flexible now because employees want that flexibility. More and more people aren't having to work nine to five. Right, 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 right. right. If you're in retail, it's time to rotate. <laughs> time to do something different. Yeah. To be honest, right? The, the place you see in Dallas and Houston, you know, uh, logistics is where, you know, you can still do very well uh, we have family members that work on the railroads, or, or um, particularly because Houston and Dallas are both logistics hubs, UPS, FedEx, Amazon, Amazon's hiring anybody they can get a hold of. I know that yeah. for a fact. Yeah, yeah, right? sure. They right. don't have yeah. enough people, so you think retail? You say, well, I don't know about Costco is fine, let's say, right? right. But I don't want to be working in the mall. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so it, it just requires a little bit of that chess move, like, what's the next thing? If you're in a mall, you got to get out. If you're working in retail, you want to be in the right retail place. Amazon's a great example of that. So Thomas, so looking at your financial
0: crystal ball as much as you can, and that's kind of hyperbole is um, you're telling how the businesses, how they're going to make more money now. Yeah. What can the consumer,
1: how can they use this time advantageously? That's that's a great thing. My wife and I talk about this, too. I mean, over I mean, what we've done during the pandemic, I speak personally, we've kind of gotten our financial house in order and like, Mm -hmm. well, we don't have to have the the advantage for us was we didn't have daycare because we were all at home. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we kind of view that time period as this. This is the time to get um, like the winter before the spring. It's time to Mm -hmm. get everything in order Mm -hmm. and so that you have your financial direction kind of laid out like we have a 13 year old we're gonna to have to put someone in college in three, five years we've got to start saving for that and i would say that you know a lot of people got checks and then they spent them yeah right now's yeah, yeah, the yeah. time if you can if you're not behind in bills you know to get ahead to, to save right I always think in consumption you either consume today when you're 30 40 whatever it is or you consume when you're 60 if you consume too much today, yeah. you can't consume when you're 60. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. The less you consume today, then the more you can consume as you get older. As you get older,
0: yeah, that's a that's a very good point. Thomas, um, explain for us in terms, I like what you said, get your house in order. Now from you who have a PhD in finance and you're a professor at university campus and you deal with some of the mind that's gonna I- impact us for the future, what do you mean? To the average consumer, to the average viewer,
1: when you say "get your financial house in order," what does that look like? Sure. So one, right? If you've got, if we've been trying to keep up with the Joneses, yeah. right? Um, credit card debt will kill you, right? Mm. Financially, mm. right? Um, and just racking up large amounts of debt. One is credit card debt. You just you mm. you, which which is a, a symptom of something else, non financial, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're either that means you're living beyond your means, something is going on if you're consistently using credit cards and not paying them off. So my wife and I use the credit card for food, but we track it each month and then we pay it off at the end of the, each month. So we know how much we're really spending on food. But if you're on HSN, QVC, wherever you are, and you you're racking up just large amounts of debt, you're living beyond your means. Yeah. And that doesn't even matter what your means are. And, yeah. At a certain level, we've all kind of done it. And that's why I said, like, hey, we, if we can't pay for it outside of an emergency, straight out, like, we don't yeah. need it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's the, um, the the thing that a lot of people struggle with. Like, um, we don't want to live check to check. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And that means
1: making some hard decisions. We don't need two car notes at one time.
2: Yeah. Right. If
1: you can yeah. avoid it, that's a tough one. You got two car notes. A house and a mortgage, or even rent in a mortgage. I mean, rent and daycare. That's a lot for anybody, regardless of what your means are. That's right. That's right. And I think people don't. You got to start making hard choices, Uh, and and they're not necessarily hard. Just uh, changing habits. Just like
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's 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 a good word. That's going to help them to really. Because I'm always hearing about how the businesses are getting ready to boom. Sure. Uh, and, and even businesses are actually cutting, as you said, they're cutting back their own expenses, but us as consumers, uh, many times, you know, we're, we're kind of ramping up our spending and we're kind of lowering our savings right. and, and, and let it, they prosper, they prosper. That's right. And, 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 and they prosper almost on our ignorance.
1: That's right. It's yeah. really back to that. And my dad told me that, right? Consume, consume uh, and we teach that, learn that in finances. You either consume today, or you consume today at tomorrow's expense tomorrow's expense yeah wow right work. and yeah. so you you have to forego I mean most people don't make enough money where you can have a big house big cars whatever and then mm-hmm. when you're 70 or 60 and you got to put kids through college etc etc mm-hmm. et mm-hmm. uh, it's very hard to do both and yeah. so there's a period of time where somewhere along in your adult time where you have to uh, delayed consumption
0: yeah delayed, right? yeah, yeah you delay a lot like the always call it delayed gratification
1: that's right. So, yeah, that's right
0: yeah 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 you got thomas now someone watching they have a thousand dollars maybe even three to five thousand dollars sure and they want it, they want to get into this road called investing they want to invest it. they want to invest in something other than put it under, under their pillow or under their mattress right how do they go about trying to find what tool, what instrument
1: to use for, just for an initial investment. Sure. Well, you know, it's, it's crazy. Even, even in the last 10 years and so it's become so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly for those that, that are internet astute, right? You can go right. to Fidelity. Uh, if you're younger, you can go to Robinhood. You can go to any Charles Schwab online. If you right. want to go in person, you can go in person, but you go online, get out to open a, a account right? Much like a bank, and you can mm-hmm. place a deposit. Mm-hmm. So the actual uh, logistics of doing it is pretty straightforward. The big question you once you do that is, well, I don't know what to do with it. And that's what most yeah. people's problem is, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't know where to start. And the question, the, the way you start is something that's familiar. I think people try mm-hmm. to say, oh, um, all this stuff with GameStop or AMC, don't do that, right? Yeah. Start okay. with where you go. And what yeah. I start with is, like, what do you do, right? I go to Walmart. Walmart's always packed. Yeah. In five years, is Walmart going to be at where it is now or better? Yeah. Yes, uh, I think that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you start off with something that's, that you know. So Walmart is a good thing. Nike, what, when, when people say, I don't know what to invest in, well, what do you have? What do you mm. buy? Well, what do yeah. you consume? Yeah. What do the people around you consume? Yeah. And there you go, that's yeah. that's a way to start, right? Mm-hmm. You, if you have a Ford and everyone around you has a Ford truck, Ford's selling a lot of trucks. If <laughs> yeah. you should look into Ford, you know? in the Ford, you know Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? If you don't know that company, you shouldn't be involved in it, at least not early on, right? You, what people hear is, "Oh, Tesla. I know Tesla. There's more Teslas. What do you know about Tesla?" Yeah. Well, I don't know other, anything other than you shouldn't be in Tesla. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's why I use the Walmart example, because everyone knows Walmart. Right. Um, and so I say start out simple. Then you start out with Walmart or, or something that's that's uh familiar to you, and then you'll hear something about, oh, let's say Pfizer um is a vaccine, one of the vaccine creators. Hmm, right. Well, I would think if they're and there might be boosters in the future, right? Yeah, so that means, yeah. right. Yeah. So if they're gonna be making more money in the future. That might be right. a good investment. Right, right. right. Right, and that's that chess moves thing. But but first of it is you got to a lot of people don't not even immerse yourself, but kind of think that way. Like, oh, I go to uh, what's it called Costco yes. once a month, and I spend four or five hundred dollars. And there's always people in Costco. Well, there you go, right? That's I don't exactly think people it. think about the stuff you consume Whom is the stuff right. people buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, everyone in your house has a Samsung phone or an app yeah. or an iPhone, right? Yeah, right. Well, there you go. go. Things that you already are using, you're familiar with, and you, and, you, and you see the
0: traffic associated with it. That's a very good point. That's a very basic, simple uh, introductory phase to to investing. I, I, I never heard that before like that, but that makes a lot
1: of sense. And then work out from there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, there are others who are online and they're wondering, how do I know who to, who to put my money, whose hands to put my money into? How do you go about finding? There's so many, you said, Charles Schwab. And yeah. so how do you know who to go to? How do you know that in fact you yeah. don't just give this money and just, yeah. you know, just, what are some guidelines?
1: For, to me, um, because people do this all the time and they run into these issues, to me, bigger names are usually better. <laughs> By that, I mean, I don't, you, you see this about these athletes all the time, right? Mostly because they have so much money that they can lose it. I guess it doesn't matter. You hear some guy who works somewhere had some money. What you didn't hear was, was some guy at Fidelity or some guy, Charles Schwab, stole some money from somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah Right? You yeah, know what I mean? Right, 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 that's, right. And, and so that's why I said kind of the big name companies, first of all, because they have lots of fail safes in play. And... um. And so you're not likely to have, like, your money's a Bernie Madoff situation where your money's just gone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one place to go. They have investment advisors everywhere, right? But the thing mm-hmm. is, different investment advisors' emphasis is different. So, for instance, if you go to an if you go to an investment advisor, um, they make the most money off of insurance. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: So if you, or a planner, I would say a financial planner, most financial planners would tell you, you need more insurance, life insurance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say I invest $1,000 to give you an example. If I invested $1,000, the person, the investment advisor makes like 2% pre-tax based on what you, so we're talking $20 mm-hmm. pre-tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I can get you to buy a life insurance policy that with a yearly uh, premium of $1,000, I make about between eight and $900. Wow, yeah,
2: okay.
1: yeah. yeah. So, so I'm saying that to say, um, you have to watch what the incentives are, I guess I would say, right? Okay. Um, some investment advisors will say, we pay a, month, a yearly fee, you pay us $300, whatever it is, we do a plan for you, we give you recommendations, Mm-hmm. Um, in the, in the, under the assumption you want an investment advisor, that's the one you want. Okay. okay? Cause they're like a doctor or a lawyer, okay. their duty is to you. If they do something wrong, you can sue them because they're not trying to sell you a product. Okay. Right. Okay. Their, their, their idea is oh, okay. Your plan, you want to retire. Most people that when they're young, aren't thinking about that, but as you get older, Mm-hmm. right? You like, well, I have a kid in college. I got a 401k. I probably have an old 401k. Got a lot of stuff going on. Then maybe mm-hmm. I need a financial plan and, and get one every few years, like a checkup, right? Mm-hmm. like, like, a, like yeah. So that's the way I think most people should probably do it who aren't that financially astute. Go to a planner and go pay for a plan every one to three years. And then at three years, get a checkup. Get a checkup, where are we yeah. Now from where we were three years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because by that time, not only has the economy perhaps changed, but your life has changed. That's right. In life. You've got children, you don't have children, you know, but things have changed. So that's a very, very good. One. So, so can you communicate to the audience this thing called a mutual fund? Sure. You hear a lot about mutual fund. What's, the, what's a mutual fund?
1: Okay. So a mutual fund is just a collection of stocks, right? So back to Walmart, you could go out to that Charles Schwab account and buy one share of Walmart. hmm But that's only one company, right? If something bad happens, your money's all in Walmart, right? Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: Well, most people don't have necessarily enough money to buy Walmart, and they may want some Microsoft and some Facebook, whatever. Okay. So, what mutual funds do are buy a collection of stock for you. Okay. So, when you buy the mutual fund, inside the mutual fund are a bunch of different stocks. And that's so they diversify for you. Okay. 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 And so what most people tend to buy, like in your 401ks, 403Bs, is some set of mutual funds, which is basically just a collection of stock that the investment company bought. Okay. Okay. Is that a safe investment? Generally speaking, yes, right. Because relative to buying an individual stock,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Safe is relative now, right? I mean, yeah. if your money's in the right, if your money's in the bank account, you're earning percent whatever it is yeah yeah, yeah. so in theory you're losing money as the money's in the bank right um so safe has changed to some degree in that when you say safe right i I could buy a mutual fund of companies no one's ever heard of and that would be a riskier mutual fund right 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 right, but i could buy a mutual fund of walmart procter and gamble um Pfizer, etc., and then those those are safer. So mutual funds uh-huh. come in all kind of shapes and form. Okay, but generally speaking, you can craft, you can. There's nine thousand mutual funds out there. Okay, so there's a mutual fund for everybody.
0: Yeah. Right, if you want to save, yeah, fund,
1: uh, they're, they're they're certainly out there. Wow, well,
0: Thomas. Now that that brings it brings us to a, a word in which you used a moment ago, which was where I was going. What is your philosophy on banks? Yeah, how do, you, how do you perceive banks? Because a lot of people get in trouble, have over expectations. Banks. Why do banks even exist? And and then is is is, is put your money in a bank? Is that a good investment?
1: <laughs> From an investment perspective, absolutely not. Right. When I was a kid, we you know we had money in CDs. Right. Back then, right, people just right. put money in CDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The CDs were paying nine percent. Right yeah. today a CD might be paying a percent and a half. I don't know what they're paying now. So you're right. Oh, and I, my wife and I talk about this a lot. Holding a lot of money in a bank account these days. I mean, I don't. Right. But because I because in really your money's losing value there now. So if you're thinking about it from an investment perspective, there's just not much there, right? Right. Um, as a consumer trying to get something out of it alone or whatever, kind of a different mm. issue. But mm. for me, I view banks as holding patterns. I don't like to keep a lot of money in banks, not because I'm freaked out about the banks, right, right, but right, because the investment return is just not good. It's not good at all.
0: Yeah, I see what you're saying. So what was raised a question for someone who never <laughs> thought about this, is that how does a
1: bank work? Sure. You know what, people don't realize and think about this, right? You put money in a bank, the bank then transforms your money. In essence, it's excess savings for you. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to spend it, you wouldn't put it in the bank. In theory, it would be in your pocket. So you put it in the bank, and then the bank then takes your money and then loans it out to somebody else who needs it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The way the banks make money... (coughs) Bless you, bless you is they make the difference between the two, okay. that's right? So they, they give you uh, half a percent and then they loan out at 5% and they make four and a half percent on your money. And yeah. And that's how banks make basically all of their money. The thing about banks that people have to realize is that it works on a honor system mm-hmm. because if at any given time, let's assume 20% of the country went to the banks on the same day the banking system would collapse. Hmm. Okay. Right, cuz think about it. <clears throat> your deposit while it's there is not in act is not actually there. Yeah. Right? The bank, banks don't make money holding your money. They make it making loans. So every right. time you think about it, banks only are required to hold about 10% of their deposits. The rest of the time that money's being loaned out somewhere else.
2: Wow.
1: Right? So if you right. think about it, it's not like the bank is holding, in the old days, you know, they, you make a 30 year loan, uh, or you go to the bank to get a mortgage. Huh. The bank would hold that loan for that time period. Banks don't do that anymore. They yeah. sell yeah. your loan off to Fannie Mae, yeah. right? And then they get money back and then they make another loan and they do it again and again and yeah. again. And yeah. 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 Right. And so um, <laughs> it's one, one reason why the economy kind of moves so quickly now because banks don't hold, loans anymore they'll make right. that's why your mortgage gets sold off like multiple times right yeah yeah student loans get sold off multiple times right, right? the purpose is, is for that is that they can keep making loans which is why in 2008 it all stopped you
2: know right yeah
1: so uh, but people in theory banks are supposed to allocate capital right in essence people who have excess money to people who need money loans Right. In theory, that's how they're supposed to work. And so people who need business loan, whatever, will go to the bank. The bank will assess your credit worthiness and make loans. But the broader 30,000 feet up idea is banks are better at um, um what do you want to say? Spreading capital to the people who need it the most.
0: Who need the most. Right. 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 You know, after I've heard people being disheartened whenever uh, they put money in the bank and then they went for a loan themselves and they had money, yes. the that couldn't even get a loan.
1: Right. Now that happens all the time, right? Um, And and here's the reason why now, because when interest rates came down, basically you're going to want to do one or two things. If you don't have good credit, you're going to have a hard time getting a decent loan from a bank. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: If your credits, but here's the thing, because interest rates are so low, it's hard for the bank to take on the risk of making the loan when they could just hold the cash.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right?
1: Because... Right. The, the other side of it. Right. I could I could a loan, uh, a mortgage loan for three and a half percent. Historically, that's really low. What if you default? Right. Mm-hmm. Banks don't want to own homes, no matter what people think. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's right, that's so right. I don't want to own the home and then have to try to resell it and all that. Yeah. I'd rather just not originate the loan.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I don't want you. the yeah. risk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in 2020, what would banks probably be saying? I don't want the risk. I don't want, I want any of the, the risk.
0: Yeah. 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 And that's good to know for those who are wondering, why do I have money in this bank? I can't get a loan. Well, that's the reason. They don't want to assume the risk associated so it's, with it's,
1: it. Let's, at, in, the, in the best case scenario, yeah. right? Let's assume it's that, right? And there are other avenues, right? Going to the SBA, which is supposed to be, you know, the small business association, right, depending right. on the type of loan that you're looking for,
2: right?
1: right? Sometimes the, the bank's, are not the greatest place, particularly in, the, in an age of the internet, et cetera, aren't the traditional brick and mortar banks may not necessarily be the best place to go, right? I mean, we got our home loan from Quicken and I never met anybody other than sign the mortgage documents. We did it all online. Yeah, right?
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, you can get a loan online without ever meeting anyone in person, go through a credit check, et cetera. So I'm, I'm saying in that viewpoint, right? The way the economy works right now, if you've got really good credit, you should be able to get a loan. Mm-hmm. If your credit is off a little bit or you're in that gray area, they're going to say no. They're going to say no, yeah. yeah, Right? And I R- think the risk that's risk. the thing that a lot of us have to work on, which gets back to that, where I started with that credit yeah. card debt. You yeah. have that yeah. debt, yeah. we'll say that. we don't want that.
0: Tell me this, Thomas, um, we're on a higher level dealing with finance. Yeah. Uh, we see on the news every day, sometimes you glance at it for a little while. Uh, something called the stock exchange yep. and and we hear the words the Dow closed at such and such
1: mm-hmm. What does all that mean? Okay. So for instance, the, the, the Dow is actually a physical exchange. It's in lower Manhattan. It used to be pre nine eleven. You could actually go and view the exchange. I mean, you could go and watch the trading. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the Dow encompasses the 30 largest companies, give or take in the, in, the, in the country that are publicly traded. So when it says the Dow traded at uh, or closed at 34,000, um, it's an index that's based on um, the price of each of the 30 stocks in the index. It changes every couple of years. Um, so that's the one. Then there's another one, the S&P 500. The yeah. S&P mm-hmm. 500, are the largest 500 companies that are public in the in the in the u.s okay so the apples microsoft facebook's google's amazon's netflix all those all the biggest 500 and so the reason why we pay attention to that is that it's kind of a proxy for the overall market right so and when we see it upward from day to day we don't we don't pay attention to it but if we see you know weeks and months of upward movement, right? It's telling us companies are making more and more money. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm Um, and so the S and P is really the one that we pay the most attention to because it's the five largest 500 largest companies. If they're doing good, the thought generally goes, the rest of the economy is doing good. good. They're they're hiring people. They're making more money. Um, hopefully workers are making more money. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not always the case, but we hope that that's that that's what's going. But that's really the benchmark. That's why we pay attention to the S and P five hundred. And there are mutual funds that track the S and P five hundred. Okay,
0: okay, okay, okay. So it, it, it's a barometer for how the economy is doing, how it will be doing. So if it's if it's closing at a positive, it's a great thing. If it's, if it's a negative or it's dipping significantly, then we know that there's some there's some danger on the horizon. What you're saying?
1: Yeah, and we like to look at it over you know, you want to see it based on a trend. So right. the one thing right. I would just tell viewers is just think of it not as today, like today was a bad day, right? right? Uh, um, but what's happened over the last month, what's happened over right. the last two right. or three right. months, it, right. it's been going up, right? We're going to have these days, it goes down and then probably Monday, it'll kick back up again. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's a general barometer, when the, right? When, when this happened, what happened to the, uh, right. a year ago? Where were we? Right. Right,
0: yeah, yeah. T- 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 some, I'm certain that with your background, at some point in time, you heard someone approach you wanting to know, man, how can I get rich? How can I become wealthy? How can I change my financial family tree? What counsel do you give them? Well,
1: you know, there, there's there's a couple ways, right? Um, for the average person, was it's three. You either need to come up with an idea, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Be with someone else who came up with an idea. (laughs) Inherit the money. Yeah. Or you've got to save. For most of us, we're number four. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that we have to be savers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and That means starting early. I mean, you you, I could run the numbers to tell you if you save something like five hundred dollars. A month for starting at age twenty five and did it for. 10 years and never did it again right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by the time you get to 65 you'd have a million dollars on average right is most people's problem in terms of being quote-unquote rich isn't the is the savings problem Mm
0: -hmm, it's good good It's,
1: it's the savings not not the um although you know we all want to have ideas and all that, but it's the savings problem. And most people, I have friends who are medical doctors who run through money like it's water. It's a yeah. savings problem, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And yeah. that's, the, for the average person, that's the big thing. The other one is, what's your skill, right? I have students all the time who, let's say, work at racetrack or, or, or somewhere and say, well, oh, I want to go work. I want to get a new job, right? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I have a job now, not a career. Well, what do you want to do? Finance. But you work at racetrack. Right? Well, I'm mm-hmm. just a, a cashier at racetrack. They're finance people who work inside of racetrack. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're looking uh, so far around that we don't look at the skills that we already have or the places we already have. Yeah. It might be the best places for us to move forward versus trying to move somewhere else. That's a good answer. The skill, what's the skill set? Yeah. 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 It's your, I mean, if you look at, I look at, uh, um, Okay, a couple people I know who started a business. One guy, one of my fraternity brothers at a was an engineer. He worked for Accenture. He was on a project with some computer system. There were four people on the uh, four people on that project. I think one left the industry, um, one retired, and the other guy they don't know where he is. He was the only guy who knew the code for this particular company. He started his own business and did consulting for the companies and that was his first firm and then he grew out from that right wow. and it's like that for truck if you're a trucker say I don't want to work for UPS you can go get a truck right you can go buy your own truck mm. and move your own loads yeah yeah
0: thomas there yeah
1: yeah so it's your skill set right and then the, it's that it's first is realizing that it doesn't you're thinking as that what the next person is no what do you have and then let's mm. use what you have yeah. and, and stretch that. I think people look at somewhere else and like, how do I get there? No, well, let's look at what you have and let's move from there. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I love that because some people are thinking about, you know, maybe uh winning a lottery or <laughs> thinking yep. about, you know, maybe just doing what they've seen, maybe going to a reality television show or right. or, or something like but what is your skill? What do you already have? What's I always say, how has God constructed you? What is is your composition? What is your passion?
1: Exactly.
0: And and a way to monetize your passion. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's great, Thomas. That is great. Oh, my goodness. You have helped the kitchen table so much. Thomas, I'm going to give you the last word because I know you've got people's heads spinning right now, but you've made it so simple. uh, And we appreciate that. I want to give you the last word. I want you to speak to our our young audience.
1: Yep.
0: To to those between the ages of 20 and 30. And they want some quick money. Somewhere in the somewhere in the some Bitcoin and, and other other yeah. other investment ideas. What would be your counsel to to the twenty to thirty year olds who's trying to hit it and hit it fast?
1: Yeah, it's this. It, it's this. It, actually, same thing I told your kids. It's uh, Jonathan. You were. I mean, Zachary. You, you working? Stack some money. Save some money. Right. Early. Yeah. So. Uh, most get rich quick schemes are just that they're schemes, right? Uh, Bitcoin is lucky. Do you know anything about Bitcoin? Do you understand it? Right? It's much like Walmart or or Tesla, whatever. If you don't understand something, please don't invest in it. Right? If you want to buy a house and you don't understand the contract, talk to someone, but please don't put your name on something that you don't understand. Right? And I think, one thing is, is is you either have to become informed in anything, everything you do, right? Mm-hmm. Knowledge, all right? You have to become informed and then make decisions. Realize that too often we're not becoming informed and just making decisions, going with mm-hmm. the crowd, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. going with the mm-hmm. crowd, AMC, GameStop, whatever it is, right? So I would say the, right, right? Um, this is a marathon, hopefully not a sprint. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so we, it, it is slow and we are back to the tortoise and the hare, right? Yeah, this is yeah. Slow and steady wins the race.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. That that's, it, it, it just doesn't. I mean, I know that when I was 20, I thought I was real close to making a whole bunch of money, but it didn't happen. And I realized had it happened, I probably wouldn't have been prepared to take care of it properly. Yeah,
0: right yeah yeah yeah
1: Tom that's that's
0: that's an awesome what you're saying because you know uh it's so much in opposition to what media says and and so and certainly social media in other words sure. get, get it now by, by by any means necessary just get it but, right. but you're all but you you're talking about the process of preparing yourself and that, that the question always if yes. you get it then what so yes. if if you, if, right. if you haven't prepared yourself to get it then when you get it you probably won't keep
1: it it's not gonna that's right
0: yeah we won't keep it wow well kitchen table knowledge you, it's the knowledge it's the knowledge it's the knowledge can you tell, I, I tell you i told we always try to get the best that we can get you heard it right from a guy who's who's a who's the high end of dealing with finances and the high end of teaching finance years and, and yet he made it so simple that even the goats can get to it okay it's easy to get to so share it with your family share it with your friends what you heard here at the kitchen table Dr. Williams, thank you for gracing us with your time here at The Kitchen Table. I'll see you next week right here at The Kitchen Table.